welcome to the Zenergy podcast series. We are a UK-based energy consultancy who look after all things energy for various sectors, including education, healthcare, industrial and commercial, and the public sector. When you think energy, think Zenergy. Today, we'll be looking at the importance of committing to what some might consider as ambitious climate pledges and how the Zenergy Group are helping to power a sustainable future. We can no longer ignore the biggest challenges facing our planet and the societies and the communities we live in, whether it's tackling climate change, eradicating poverty, enhancing health and well-being or achieving equal opportunities for all. The time to act is now. So that's a bit heavy to start, but it's very, very true, I feel. So perhaps you're looking at creating your own sustainability strategy or just looking for some guidance on what your journey to net zero looks like. I'm pleased to be joined by Zenergy's Chief Sustainability Officer, Jamie Hall, whose career has seen him help many businesses to shape and deliver their sustainability strategies. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Jenny. It's a, it's an honour to be here. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Um, thank you. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here today. Thanks a lot. So climate change is accelerating at an alarming rate. There's no doubt about that. And it's something that seems to be on everybody's lips right now. Um, how do we tackle this now crisis? Can I kick things off by asking what sustainability means to you? Yeah, of course. Um, I think sustainability, um, actually, some people, a lot of people struggle with what it can mean because it's such a, a broad topic mm. um, and it encompasses a, a lot of things. And depending on, you know, who you are or what type of organisation you are, again, sustainability or being sustainable can take many different um, shapes and forms. So um, I guess when I think about it, there's a couple of words that kind of spring to mind and, and they'd be balance and uh, people often talk about it as a journey, but, you know, so of a balance and, and journey or balance and, and transition maybe a better word um, because you can't become sustainable overnight. Um, and when we think about sustainability, it's about, for me, it's about, improving our day-to-day lives today um, and and taking those steps, but without compromising the needs of future generations. And and, um, that for me kind of sums it up, I guess. And, you know, there's lots of kind of old descriptions of what sustainability is. You know, Mm. people talk about triple bottom line or people, planet, profit. Um, And I think that talks to the fact that it is a a complex world, a complex, sorry, world, and world and subjects so uh yeah i think uh, those would be the kind of two words for me balance and transition but it can be a you know a really emotive thing for people um and it, as i said it can have uh, lots of different descriptions i think if you asked 10 people that you probably get 10 different answers to be honest but Definitely. that would be my uh, that would be my take on it thank you i appreciate you sharing that with me i can see it's something that's quite close to your heart and uh, we're delighted to have you as part of the zen family Thank you. <laughs> so why do we all need to make changes and how achievable is the government's legislation of net zero by 2050? Well, I think if you look at one step further out than, than just the UK for a second, I think globally, you know, this is something that we're working towards, you know, as a as a global society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that kind of shines a light on the fact that it touches every every aspect of our life. And you know, I don't think there's any denying that climate change is here, uh, and unfortunately, it's here to stay. If you look at the latest IPCC uh, reports, with the, you know, language such as kind of 
red alert and the fact that we need to act now and uh, we're now talking about the climate crisis and, yeah. and averting that um you know we're at something in the region of 36 billion tons per annum of co2 being emitted globally um and you know we are running out of time mm. you know uh, so we we need quick rapid decisive action um and you know bringing it back to to the uk i think we are fortunate enough to be in uh part of the world which is is more developed and we're a, but we are a bigger emitter so it's only right that we are taking a, a leading and, and more kind of de decisive uh, step forward i think we've had a lot of success so far in the uk and a lot of that has come through taking action and, and looking at our kind of biggest impacts and the the grid has just, and you know supplying power to people has historically been you know the biggest contributor to climate change in the uk but you know through kind of moving away from fossil fuels and, and closing down coal power plants and moving to renewable sources mm -hmm. of, of power generation, we have seen a, a huge transformation uh, in, in that part of the economy alone. But what's left um, is still a big problem and mm -hmm. it's a complex challenge that we've got to overcome. So um, the biggest sector or the biggest portion of the economy that we need to focus on next would be transportation you know, transitioning everybody from petrol and diesel cars. Um, we need to do that quickly, but we need to do that in a way which, you know, is sustained and, and achievable. And, you know, electric cars are expensive. The infrastructure isn't quite there. So it's not going to happen overnight. And, and coming back to what I was saying earlier, it's not, you can't just click your fingers and make that happen. What we need is, is policy that supports that, investment that supports that. Um, and, and then, you know, moving on to the, the next kind of biggest area, and it, it actually spans a couple of, of areas, would be the, the heating in our homes and in, in our offices. It, if you combine that, those two areas, it's about 30% of all um, emissions in the UK. Think about at home, everybody's got a, you know, a gas boiler uh, and we're using fossil fuels to heat our homes in our offices. So moving everybody away from those sources of heating is is again not going to happen overnight but um you know it's going to take a, a long a well thought out strategy in order to make that a reality um but you know you, you asked why and i think we all know why it's it's you know climate change as i said touches all of our lives and and unfortunately it's not going anywhere it's you know and it impacts everything from the world around us and the weather and our ecosystems right through to you know the economy politics, geopolitics, right down to things like, you know, food production. And, mm. and that's when, you know, it starts to impact people on a more day-to-day -day basis. I think it's been more obvious that people are more on board now than ever with the changes. There's more electric vehicles on the road. Um, we have had very extreme weather. And, and I think that figure that you said about the 30% um, contribution is actually quite surprising. I think a lot of people wouldn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... As I say, it's a it's a, it's a big challenge, but I think I think we can uh, I think we can overcome it. I, I am a, an eternal optimist, so I, I do look at it and, and think that actually, can can we make it happen in in the UK uh, within the timeframes that we've laid out? I think we do. I think we can. Sorry, but it's as I said, it's it's not a, a mean feat by any stretch of the imagination. I like your positive thinking there. So I'm going to kind of move things um, along and, and talk about kind of net zero more specifically. So if, you know, something that I touched on at the beginning, if a company or sort of individuals were looking at 
their their journey as as we sort of put it before their journey to net zero what are the sort of things that they can start doing to, to start this project off let's let's say thanks it's uh, a great question jenny i think um there's a couple of things before i jump into the answer so the first thing i'd say is that a lot of companies you know are have already taken a leading position when it comes to things like net zero more and more companies are signing up to things like the science-based targets initiative every day and often they're going beyond the uh, the targets that we've set under the paris climate agreements um which which is fantastic to see um i think you can see why organizations are are thinking this way and are taking those steps you know we've spoken about climate change earlier um and and you can see that you know a lot of companies are feeling the pressure right mm. they're feeling it from all all of their stakeholders so they're thinking you know not only are people making decisions about who they partner with or who they work for um or who they invest in and and, yeah. and that they're, they're making those decisions more and more based upon you know the credentials and and what a company stands for so i think that pressure is only going to intensify um but yeah coming back to you at your, your question which is kind of where do you start when i think about net zero i probably think about it in in a few different phases so the first one would be you know getting a good grip on kind of where you are today so measuring your measuring your impacts and each company is going to be different right so if you're Absolutely. if you're in manufacturing or you're in retail or you're you're a bank your footprint is naturally going to be different so getting uh, getting a good grasp of where you are today is always a key part of that process you know there's some things that you need to do uh, you know straight away which you know make sure you're compliant um you know would be a, an obvious one uh but yeah once you've got that baseline um you need to you know you need to have good data and good data quality and and making sure that when you start to think about what your opportunities are you're starting from you know a place where you, you know you've got a good grasp on, on where you are today so that would be the first step um, can i just jump in so you're yeah, talking sure. about creating a baseline so um just to kind of go back to basics we're looking at a baseline of your footprint so your co2 in tons and i understand there's lots of sort of software there's digital ways for calculating that to kind of get you started is that right yeah so so there's plenty of platforms out there that can automate a lot of of that actually which does make it a lot easier you know moving away from spreadsheets is is going to make anybody's lives easier and if you can if you can have that information at your fingertips mm -hmm. by the click of a button then you know it's much easier to do reporting and engagement mm -hmm. and all of those um, and all of those key activities that come with a net zero strategy then uh yeah coming back to the kind of the next phase it would be about preparing your strategy so you've got a good baseline the next thing would be to kind of think about how fast can we go and what are the opportunities that i've got in order to make net zero reality for my organization so in order to do that you might need to do some uh some, some audits into the data into your sites looking at you know your supply chain um and really understanding kind of you know what levers you can pull in order to get to, to net zero uh, so that you can have that kind of carbon roadmap, you can create the you know the business case around what you're going to do and, and what the likely uh, risks, benefits, and opportunities are. Would it be a case of working backwards almost? So you like you know, you know where you need to get to. So what are the things that you need to put in place, and how achievable are they? Kind of in reverse order. Would that does that make sense? I think I think it's yes, it does. Um, but uh, I think uh, a lot of the the guidance that you see actually talks about doing the things that you can do 
within your control mm -hmm. uh, up front. Mm -hmm. So if you look at something like the Science-Based Targets Initiative, they talk about kind of near-term uh, measures. So typically that's talking about scopes one and two. So what can you do, you know, across your portfolio buildings uh, or what can you do with your vehicles, for example? Um, so can I switch my, my buildings to a renewable energy contract? Can I electrify my vehicles? Mm -hmm. Those are things that tend to be a lot straight a lot easier to influence and control because um ultimately they, they, your buildings are your fleet in a lot of in a, in a lot of cases then the focus is on kind of what can i do beyond that so in mm. terms of scope three emissions so um yeah i think you've always got to have that end state in mind mm. but you can do things kind of in the short term yeah. short to near term to to get on the journey and to start to deliver some benefit because it's going to take you longer to figure out what you're going to do and what you can do in terms of scope three, just because of the nature of, you know, the the challenges that you have with that type of, uh, yeah, reduction in those areas. I think also it's important to kind of get everybody on board as well. So you're all singing off the, the same hymn sheet. I, I can appreciate that sometimes there might be resistance to change and things like that. And also that a lot of people are starting to travel again, you know, following the pandemic. And we've kind of got used to doing things over Zoom, but sometimes people would argue you know, travel yeah. is required for businesses, that face-to-face -face relationship. So how you know, can you give me a tip maybe over those particular hurdles? Well, that was, a, a, thank you for that. It's a nice segue back into uh, the, the third step of the plan, <laughs> to be honest. So uh, I think once you've you've got your carbon roadmap, you're then, in a, and you've got that, you know, approved and, and signed off internally, it's then about kind of launching it. And that's when you start to do the, some of the things that you've just described mm. there, which I see as kind of engagement. So how can I take people on the journey with with me? How What can we do as an organization to articulate the story and talk about why we are doing it mm. and what the benefits are? Mm -hmm. um, and often when it comes to something like a carbon, for example, it cuts right through an organization. So you need, you know, your, your property team and your fleet team uh, and your you know, uh, I don't know, it could be a finance team, for example, to be joined up in mm. their thinking because it's going to take, a, you know, all of all of the organization to come together in order to do something like net zero. Um, but yeah, that engagement piece, you're absolutely right, is key. And uh, articulating what you're doing um, and why you're doing it, I think is really, really important. And once you've gone past that point where you've launched it, um, you're then into the stage of kind of action and delivery so all the opportunities that you've identified it's then about implementing them and that comes down to uh, some good old-fashioned project management yep. and, and governance and making sure that you've got good data around what's working what's not working you know do you need to change your thinking mm -hmm. um, and then you know providing regular reporting and again that feeds into engagement but you know that's also when you can lean on external um, organizations or third parties to do some external verification of what you're up to and and there are you know various standards and accreditations that you can work towards uh in order to to make sure that you're doing the right things and and actually you can you know use those as a as a method for further promotion of all of the good things that you're doing great thanks for answering that so we know we've, we've focused quite a lot on carbon but more broadly i think the the title sustainability is something um we need to discuss really so I'm going to focus on the Zenergy Group because obviously we are from Zenergy. Um, can you share some of the great things that, that the Zenergy uh, lot are doing already and what the future plan is? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And 
yeah, it's a bit of a uh, shameless plug, but we, we, I think we have to talk about ourselves Definitely. in this in this part of the podcast. So <laughs> apologies for that. But I think, uh, yeah, we're really proud of, of what we're doing uh, today. And we've got, you know, given the role that we play as an energy and sustainability consultancy, we've got this kind of dual role or dual opportunity, I guess. Uh, so it's not only about kind of how we can continue to help our customers be more sustainable, but it's what we can do to ourselves mm -hmm. uh, in order to make ourselves as sustainable as possible. So we've spent a lot of time over the last uh, kind of six to nine months thinking about our impacts, uh, how we can you know, extend our reach and, and what we can do to uh, set about introducing a strategy which is going to kind of maximize that for us. So um, we've launched Powering a Sustainable Future, which is our social value strategy uh, just a couple of months ago. And yeah, we're really, really excited about it. There are kind of there. Are, I won't go into all of the detail now, but there are there are four pillars, which is planet, people, community, and customers. Um, and you know, under Zen Planet, we're we're switching to renewable power. Mm -hmm. um, our, our offices, um, we're we're empowering our teams to measure and minimize their own carbon footprint. Uh, we're switching to electric vehicles. Um, we're doing some exciting things around waste reduction and recycling um, and, you know, generally looking at our portfolio and our estate and thinking about how we can improve our performance, essentially. Under people, there's a ton of stuff going on. You know, we recently just became a real living wage employer, which is something we're, we're really proud of. Um, and, you know, we're... We're targeting uh, gender parity in, in graduate roles. We've committed to hiring 100 graduates. Um, we're, we're improving our reporting uh, and accreditations around diversity and inclusion. Um, so again, tons and tons of great activity happening there. When it comes to community, um, we are introducing an annual volunteering day. So we've got our first one a week on Monday, actually. Yes. So we're all heading out to, to do various activities in the community. We've also committed to raise a million pounds for charity um, and, and to also positively impact a thousand lives through the activities that we do, which again, we can't wait to, uh, to get started with. We, mm. you know, we've already done some great things, but we're, you know, we've got some really exciting um, ideas about how we can take that forward. And then finally, when it comes to our customers, this is that kind of dual opportunity, I guess. So uh, helping our customers to save as much carbon as possible, but also educating uh, our customers as well. So we're in this really fortunate position where we look after around about 3,000 schools. There's, I think there's something like 1.7 million children in the schools that we look after yes. or serve. So what can we do to educate the future energy uh, consumers or the, you know, the the emitters of tomorrow yep. uh, and we've already got a climate crisis game yeah it's a great game if you haven't tried it already it's great fun yeah exactly but you know we're, we're talking about uh, within that customer pillar launching a sustainability academy whereby we can do even more uh, thought, thought leadership and, and sharing as much knowledge as possible absolutely i think it's it's about being transparent and having like a, a attitude of one ambition as an organization but also sort of as you said helping our customers as well yeah um and you know part of the reason why we're doing the podcast today is for awareness but i, I want to kind of go back to sort of some some of the bits that you touched on the zen family are getting involved with day-to-day -day things and i think it's something that we should talk about. They're, they're nice, quick wins that everybody could be doing. Um, so you talked about the volunteering. So um, we did some before where we're helping out at local care homes and, and schools. 
renovating to help make buildings better but equally we were doing litter picking um and, and things activities such as that yeah um can you tell me maybe some of the other things that the zen family are doing yeah so we've um we've re- recently um uh, you know in order to make our strategy reality we, we realized that we can't do everything ourselves so we, yes. we've um and i think it's it's the same for everybody going through this this uh, journey um so we've we've got a couple of partnerships already that we're really excited about one of those is with um, Octopus Energy, and uh, we've, we're rolling out electric vehicles to our employees. And you know, I've, I've had an electric vehicle now for six or seven months, um, and we, I think we're up to kind of quite a few uh, EVs being being rolled out through that scheme, and that's something that we're we're excited about. Um, the, we have a similar scheme, don't we, with the the um, cycle to work scheme? So it's salary sacrifice. That's right. Yeah, it's a salary sacrifice scheme. Similar, to, exactly right. Similar to a cycle to work scheme. So we've got the cycle to work scheme. We've got um, the salary sacrifice for EVs. Um, we've also we're rolling out. Um, we're actually launching it t- today. Um, we've partnered with a company called Pawprint, mm-hmm. and that's helping all of our teams to uh, measure their own impact in terms of their carbon footprint. Yes. Um, and you, you essentially create a baseline, and then you track all of the things that you're doing to minimize your your carbon emissions, basically. So we're we're looking to uh, we've we've created teams across the organisation, um, but it's a it's a nice way to create create a bit of healthy competition, healthy competition, and a community around it as well. So um, looking forward to launching that one uh, today. There's uh, a there's a real helpful list actually through Paw Print that I had a quick uh, glance at, and there's some real easy wins to sort of get you know earn these points on this carbon tracker yeah um and yeah when i looked down i was like actually there's loads of things i could be doing or some things i'm actually doing already that i didn't realize yeah we're taking the stairs instead of the lift and and, and things like that right there's there's tiny things that everybody can do to kind of make a difference and then you know across the across our offices there's tons of things happening like recycling um would be a good example but yeah i think kind of on a day-to-day basis a lot of our uh, teams are passionate about this uh topic um because we do it for the you know part of the day job so we help customers with this every single day so i think it's uh we've had we've had a lot of engagement with the things that we're doing um across the business so some real great uh, quick wins there already and and you know i'm very proud to talk about the things that the zen family are doing already or as a company that we're doing and the pledges for the future um can we look at some real quick top tips to kind of summarize back up and also look at any sort of additional things that organizations can be doing whilst looking at their own sustainability projects? Yeah, again, it's a big topic, but I think if I was to kind of summarize it, it would be, you know, create a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to create a plan, I think you need to think about where your biggest opportunities are. Um, as I said earlier, it's not something you can do overnight, but if you think about from a materiality perspective, where your biggest um, risks are, where your biggest opportunities are, where the biggest impacts are, then you know that's gonna that's gonna start to bring to light, you know, where you where you want to think about starting. So once you've got a plan, um, you know, ultimately it's about then getting started. Uh, so having you know having having a plan, communicating that, and engaging people, I think is is another key thing that I would say is really important because. You know your stakeholders are going to be interested you know and mm. they'll often you know if you think about your teams and your people they're often going to have lots of good ideas and they're going to want to be involved so 
engage with people. Ask them um, lots of questions, see what they're doing already or what they would like to do. Yeah, exactly. So you can test, you can do workshops, forums mm -hmm. uh, to understand what, what people are interested in. But then once you're into delivery mode, set up your working groups and, and get people involved in that way so that people can actually contribute. Keep some momentum going as well. Exactly. That's something that we've done here at, at Zenergy. Uh, and I think the final thing would be to, to partner. Uh, so, you know, sustainability, as we've covered on the podcast already, is such a broad topic uh, and it's multifaceted. So not every company is going to have all of the uh, tools and um, ability or capability to to be able to um, deliver the plan. So whether whether or not, you know, that you partner in order to create the plan in the first place and then and then you deliver it yourself or you need partners to come in and help you achieve some of the opportunities that you've identified a bit like we've described here mm -hmm. as energy um then you know i think partnerships are a key part of uh, of the process and will help you get to where you need to quicker i'm gonna potentially throw a spanner in the works here i wondered you know with this whole getting to net zero is it possible to be a hundred percent and carbon neutral so some well, some organisations are going beyond carbon neutral and, and actually looking at being carbon positive. If you oh. look at companies like Microsoft, for example, I think they're they're talking about removing all carbon emissions since the company was incepted back in I think was it the was that the eighties or nineties? Oh, I wouldn't I'm not, know about I'm not, that. <laughs> far too young for that. Uh, so um, you know, uh, but I think you know, offsetting is 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 clearly something that people can use as a, as a tool on the on the journey to net zero but it should be done in the right way mm -hmm. so the you know you could be accused of greenwashing if you try to offset all of your emissions on day one yeah. without actually trying to identify what you can do yourself to, to make change right mm -hmm. uh, and when you do look at offsetting again you should you know, should seek the advice of an expert because it can be complicated um, and there's lots of options but you want to make sure that you're investing in the right projects and you're using you, you know you're, you're going about offsetting in, in the right way um with credible offsets um that are going to make a, a difference so yes you can uh you can use offsetting as a way to do that thanks jamie that's been very insightful i'm excited to see the changes and get more involved sign me up for an ev car um so let's now hear from zenergy ceo graham cook and his thoughts on the climate crisis and zenergy's direction Thanks, Jim. This topic is uh, is clearly a critical one, and it's our generation that have to step up to conquer the challenge. Whilst we all have a personal and professional part to play in making a difference, at Zenergy, we are in a privileged position to be able to influence results on a daily basis through the work that we do. Our team are genuinely committed to helping our customers deliver that positive change, and we all know that collective action really can change things that seemed impossible before. Just think about what we did to pasta and toilet rolls during COVID. We're determined to not just be another company talking about it, but to work with our customers and our supply chain to lead and innovate across our market. Where we are now is definitely only a starting point, and with Jamie's expert guidance, I'm confident we'll be able to report fantastic progress in the very near future. Thanks for that, Graham, and thanks again, Jamie. Um, all that's left me to say is each and every person has the ability to make a difference, no matter how big or small the changes may be. As there is no planet B, um, we've seen that thrown around quite a lot, but it's true. 
So are you ready to join us on the journey to environmental and social value leadership? If you would like some more information on powering a sustainable future or net zero, or as we call it, Zen Zero, it's energy, then please get in touch via the website, our contact us page, or through the social media platforms where we can help you with your plan. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, such as Common Energy Wastage with an Energy Audit Walkaround, and we delve into our Zen Way ethos with the team. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our various channels. You'll find a host of videos, fact sheets, case studies, and other useful resources around all things energy on our website, which is zenergy.co.uk, where you can also get in touch with the team. Find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thanks and goodbye. Thank you.